This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. What was that that Brandy said she sucked on? What first grade teacher helped Dorinda make those pants? And move over, Kimora. There's a new Keyonce in town. Let's get into it on a brand new episode of Me and You, The Housewives, and Marvel 2. What's up, you guys? This is your host, Kendrick Tucker, and this is your weekly Housewives Roundup episode. Our big talking points this week are, in Beverly Hills, of course, Teddy's Baby Shower, Ed Buka... Ed Buka... At the place where Dorit got that room, not the Hampton Inn or the Embassy Suites, it's a restaurant. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I just can't... My my tongue gets a little tired. That's all. I'm from the South. Forgive me. Uh, in, in New York, we talk about Ramona versus Dorinda, or should I say, once again, Dorinda versus everybody, because I think everybody, once again, got a little piece of Dorinda. And lastly, over in Potomac, 
we talk about the grand dam. Ooh. Now, see, I messed up like that white man did trying to say her name. The Grand Dom being back in Potomac. I know one thing. Beyonce, you better make sure that your identity hadn't been stolen. <laughs> Karen used some of that Blackest King money to help furnish that house. The first thing in Beverly Hills that I want to point out is that Kyle is really smart. Dorit was doing all of that talking and that planning. She, oh, yeah, okay, I think I'll have Garcelle sit right here, and then, you know, maybe we'll put Sutton right there. Oh, and then, you know, we can put Denise right here. Kyle was rolling her eyes like Monique rolled her eyes last week at Wendy. She knew already there was not a chance in hell that Denise was coming to that baby shower. Kyle was like, I don't know if she going to tell y'all that her dog's sick, that uh, that Aaron don't feel well, one of them kids not feeling. Denise was going to come up with an excuse to not come to that baby shower. So I don't know why Dorit was doing all the planning. I guess Dorit thought, well, me and Denise are on good terms, so I don't see why she wouldn't come. But we saw in that scene with uh, Denise and Garcelle that Denise can't stand Teddy's ass. So I don't know why they would think that she was going to come to that baby shower. That scene between Denise and Garcelle is when we got my quote of the week. Garcelle said, I don't want to own it all the time. It's exhausting to own it all the time. Garcelle, I know that's right. Look, don't expect me to own it all the time, okay? Sometimes owning it requires too much conversation. You got to own up too much. Look, I like to lie every now and then. Not all the time because, you know, I'm still trying to get into heaven. I think I stamped, you know, I think I got my passport to hell a long time ago. But anyway, I'm still trying to get to heaven, so I'm trying not to lie all the time. But damn, it's a little too exhausting to own it all the time. I'm not going to sit up and own it all the time. Lisa Renner, I'm going to leave that to you and them uh, foul-mouthed kids because I'm not go, I'm not owning it no more. You see how I threw foul-mouthed kids in there because that's our next point. I want to pose a question to you guys. So Lisa Renner was had a conversation with Amelia Gray and they were talking about whatever they were talking about. And she asked her, well, you know who Garcelle is, right? And Amelia says, yes. She says, well, she said uh, that my dancing could lead to, you know, you uh, having these body issues. What would you say to that? And Amelia says, well, I would politely tell her to fuck off. And that she doesn't know what she's talking about. My question is, you know, Lisa Renner gets loud when she wants to and with who she wants to. She picks and chooses really carefully who she gets loud with. My question is, if Garcelle were to curse Amelia's ass back out, would she be wrong since Amelia is grown? Now, see, let me tell y'all, I'm I'm not really a traditionalist. In many senses of the word, I'm not one of the ones, you know, the respect your elder type. I mean, of course, I respect my elders, but my elders have to give me something to respect. If my elders are just cussing me out and, you know, yada, 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 this and that, looking down on me, you should do this, you should do that. I'm not going to necessarily respect you. As a matter of fact, I might cuss you out if I need to, if I'm in the mood. I don't mind cussing. I give a good cussing. So that makes me wonder. I'm wondering... If it would be an issue if Garcelle cursed out Amelia Gray, like if she jumped off, I mean, she wouldn't do that. I think Garcelle, you know, she looks like she has a little more sense than that. But I'm wondering, like, you got your kid on national TV saying, fuck this woman. What would you do if that lady said, well, fuck you too, bitch? That'd be a whole nother thing. And then, you know, Lisa Ray, 
Lisa Ray, look, y'all got to forgive me. It's late at night. I'm trying to get y'all this episode. I'm up here to, I, I must want to watch the Players Club. I'm thinking about Diamond. I, the Diamond City, they hold diamonds in Beverly Hills. You see that? You see how I make all these connections? They hold the diamonds in Beverly Hills. I'm thinking about Diamond, who Lisa Ray played in the Players Club. Uh, you know who else was in that movie? Jamie Foxx. You know where Garcelle got her start in Hollywood on the Jamie Foxx show? Boom! You see that? Now, see, that's going to be... See, that's it right there. Bravo needs to hire me. I can make these connections. I might as well. The way I just did that, I might need to be over in casting over in Beverly Hills because I might... See, I'm going to reach out to Lisa Ray tomorrow. I'm going to see, okay, you used to be married to that African prince. You know, Bravo loves the African prince. Hey, Portia. And so maybe I can get Lisa Ray to be on Beverly Hills next year. That way, maybe Garcelle will come back if Denise doesn't. And then that way... She'll at least have a friend, and you know it'll be a little more interesting because you know they're they're saying Brandy is supposed to be coming back full time. Now I don't know I don't know if that's true. They're saying already though. They saying this reunion is gonna be this reunion is gonna be a little messy. I don't know. So let's go ahead and get into the kind of meat and potatoes of the episode. Once again, <laughs> a fully clothed, dressed to the nines Brandy, fresh out of the you know I'm not gonna say the Botox Center, but. Something is going on with Brandy's face in those confessionals. I never like to talk about, you know, women and what they've had done and all those kind of things. But I, it's hard to focus when Brandy is talking. And I it, uh, I don't know what's going on. She's done something recently with those lips or something. It's, uh, let, me, let me keep it cute. Brandy pops up because Kim says she's, quote unquote, in the area. So she pops up. Kim says, is it okay if Brandy comes by here? And everyone says, well, yeah, she was invited. So, yeah, just tell her to come. She ends up showing up. That, listen, the best thing about this episode was the fact that uh, Kyle told her, she said, well, you know, we discussed it and all shit hit the fans in Rome. And she was like, well, wait a minute. Well, you know what happened? She told, And she kind of recounted everything that happened over in Italy. I keep saying, I don't know where the hell they were over you know abroad <laughs> she recapped everything that happened abroad and brandy kind of you know got defensive and then she said well i don't feel comfortable talking about this with everybody in the table chat that woman raised her pinky up she said do y'all need us to leave half of the table got up and left just so brandy could gossip now you know what <laughs> those women at that table teddy's friends they recognized the power of Brandy's tongue and they didn't want to be anywhere nearby. I guess they said Denise Richards recognized the power of her tongue too, but we go, you know, we're we going to move past that. Brandy said, I sucked on her clit. Oh my God. I, even me, I had to, that's wop, wop, wop. It's been, a, let me tell you something. It's been a week <laughs> for female empowerment. Wop followed by Brandy yelling out that she could, she used to suck on that. Ooh, that <laughs> Listen, it's a lot, okay? Even me, even me, I I had to clutch my pearls for a moment just listening to it. That is Brandy, that's a lot. But I do hope you come back next season because nobody does mess like Brandy Glanville does mess. Let's go ahead and jump over to New York, Roni. So the big thing in this episode is Dorinda versus Ramona and I mean we didn't we didn't even get to go to a commercial break before this jumped off this episode started off with them arguing 
Of course, Ramona is trying to say, you know, I, I'm just so concerned about Dorinda. But the bigger issue is that I've noticed, it seems in the past couple of episodes, the same thing keeps being said, which is, are we going to have fun if Dorinda is present? That seems to be the biggest issue. It kind of seems like Dorinda is sucking all the joy out of the room every time she's somewhere, which is, I don't know if Dorinda is playing this up for the camera or if she's really like going through some, you know, I've been hard on Dorinda these past couple of weeks, but that's mostly because like, I feel like she's using this whole Richard died thing as an excuse for poor behavior. And I hate that with a passion. Like if you're still grieving, go to counseling or something because it's been a decade now. I get it. You know, no one ever really recovers from the loss of a loved one. But my God, if you're lashing out like this, then you definitely need to be seeking therapy or something. Ramona decides it would be best to send Dorinda in a text message with everybody except Leah. We'll get to that later. Send everyone a text message with articles about how to manage your anger. Ooh, Luann was like, ooh, bitch, did you mean to copy her on this? She's like, yeah, I wanted everybody to see it. Everybody again, except Leah. She wanted her to know that, you know, I think you have anger issues. We need to talk about this. Dorinda, of course, we all know Dorinda does not acknowledge bad behavior. Dorinda responds <laughs> by sending Ramona every negative article she can find about her, including stuff that Ramona has said in the past about Sonya. Sonya, like, well, damn, how did I get what now? What did I do? You remember Nene at the reunion? Now, how did I get into this? You see how I get in, just put in stuff? I ain't even did nothing. That's how Sonya did. Sonya's like, I didn't do nothing. How am I in this? So Dorinda ends up coming downstairs. Luann leaves to uh, go pack or do whatever, you know, cabaret. Cabaret! She's going to do cabaret. And so they end up, Dorinda and Ramona end up arguing. And what's sad is it's the same back and forth that they've been doing the past, ooh, this season, last season. Anytime that Ramona really calls out Dorinda. And I think, honestly, Sonia said it best. It was funny, but she said it best. She said, I don't think your issues of being rude to people has anything to do with her anger issues. And that's perfectly summarized. Dorinda doesn't understand that. Dorinda thinks that she can't be criticized by anyone because other people have flaws. And don't get me wrong, Ramona being rude to people is a huge flaw because we saw it again in this episode at the dinner where she's uh, belittling the, the waitress who's pouring the wine for her. Oh, no, that's, mm -mm, let me, oh, no, that's skunk. I'm not drinking that and all that. Ooh, Ramona, somebody at some point, I know you were almost 70 at this point, so I did what they say, uh, uh, I was about to say, hit dog will holler. What's the expression? A dog never changes his spots or whatever it is. Either way, something about a dog and something about Ramona. Both of the things seem mutually exclusive, I guess. The worst part about all of this, though, is that we had to look at those pants that Dorinda had on the whole time. Now, look, I <laughs> I usually don't make this into a fashion podcast, but whenever fashion makes me just stare instead of paying attention to the conversation, if I'm not paying attention to Ramona shitting on the floor again for the, what, third week in a row, <laughs> if I'm not paying attention to Ramona physically shitting on the floor, and I'm more focused on Dorinda's pants, then we have to address those pants. 
it looked like, do you guys remember like when you were in first grade, you remember those blankets you used to make in first grade where they would tell all the kids, okay, well, you pick your material, you know, you draw this, okay, you draw that, use your good markers now, and then you had to make your own square, and then your poor uh, $40,000 a year teachers would go home, they would sew all day and all night until finally, like two months later, they would bring that big, like melting pot blanket back into the room. And then what was even more fucked up about it was that you couldn't even like you had, you couldn't even like wrap yourself up in a blanket. They would like hang it up on the wall. Like it was like the Mona Lisa or something. And you couldn't even use the thing. So you just had to make it that whole time just to look at it on the wall. Or I guess the students the next year would go look at it before they made their own uh, blanket. But I say all that to say Dorinda had on, some first grade blanket ass pants and Dorinda I it was very <laughs> very off-putting I'm not a fan of them they said uh you use Roseanne's couch or Roseanne's blanket to make them pants now I don't know if that's true but I saw the picture it damn sure looked like it so Dorinda just just throw them away and we'll start from scratch next week you guys that's really all I have for New York. I mean, you know, they had, there was more to the episode, but there wasn't a lot to kind of pull comedy out of, you know, there's not really a lot to really kind of talk about, which actually makes me want to ask you guys before we move on to Potomac, do we think, which cast do we honestly think needs a bigger shakeup right now? Obviously Bethany leaving really kind of leaves a huge void in New York. Now their cast members can do it you know they can definitely hold their own but new york definitely has to do something different next season i don't know if they want to get rid of some ogs or if they want to just add in like three new people or two people and a friend i don't know what they want to do but new york definitely needs some kind of facelift because i watch you know i watch every week i get my laughs you know i'm loving leah uh a couple of the cast members i'm not loving as much as i used to anymore you know, Sonya's always hilarious, but you know, I, I feel like they can benefit from a big change. You know, the last time we got a big change, you know, I was, listen, I was all for Aviva and Heather and Carol, uh, that whole group, when they fired half the cast and brought those new people in, it just felt different, but it felt different in a good way. And we held on to those cast members for like, what? three seasons and then Aviva left and then Heather stayed for a little while and then she left and then Carol stayed even more after that. So, I mean, it, it's good stuff. I, I think they could benefit from a shakeup. Now, do we think they need a bigger shakeup than Beverly Hills? Ooh, I honestly, I wouldn't know what to tell you. I honestly think it depends on, well, I think it depends on a couple of things. One, I think it depends on whether or not it's true that Brandy Glanville has been offered a full-time position again. If that's the case, then they might be able to salvage something because one, I think Denise is definitely going to leave. And I think that Garcelle is tied to Denise. I don't think she would want to do the show if she's not on there, especially since she's been so vocal about how she feels Lisa Renner has changed. I feel like Lisa Renner has changed too. Something about this season, I don't know. I Lisa Renner... I don't know. You got my number. Call me. She, that lady don't have my number. I'm just lying. That lady don't know I exist. But if you hear this, call me. Reach out to me on Instagram. Email me. I'll, we can talk. I can help you get you. You know, I'm I'm like, uh, 
I'm uh, Olivia Pope to the hood. You know, I can help you. And by hood, I mean the Beverly Hills hood. I can help you. Just reach out to me. You know, we can do what it do. So that's, <laughs> that's one thing that I think uh, it would, you know, depend on. If Brandy isn't coming back, then I think they have a lot of cast members there that are, that we'd like to see. I think that if Garcelle, Denise, Sudden, you know, they bumped her up to full time. Uh, Erica and Dorit, I really think there's something there. My question is, you know, Bravo is moving away from these, uh, the OGs. I'm wondering if it's time for Kyle to step away. I don't know. I've never, I've never really had an issue against Kyle. You know, I've, you know, I've, you know, she's, I've always, you know, I don't know. It's really kind of hard to say. She's never really made the show for me, but she's never hindered me from watching it either. So I'm, I'm okay with Kyle, but I don't know. I feel like maybe her Teddy. And I feel like I'm forgetting someone, Lisa Renner. Maybe if those three were to step away and we got some fresh blood, maybe it'd be a whole new show. Or maybe if they stepped away and, you know, brought back, you know, if they're going to bring back, well, no, in that case, Brandy wouldn't be there. I was going to say, maybe if they brought back Kim to, you know, play with Brandy. If they brought back maybe like, I don't know, an Adrian Maloof or Camille full-time. I don't know. But they got options. It's Beverly Hills. There are rich people everywhere. I mean, throw a rock and you'll hit a rich white woman in the head and she'll go get Botox to buff it out. So, I don't know. It's a question that we can talk about and, you know, you you guys know how to reach me. Let's discuss it because I'm really kind of feeling like a lot of major changes this year especially are coming with the Housewives. You know, I'm... I'm still wondering what's going on in, in Atlanta. I feel like they've been doing a lot of filming and I feel like Nene Leakes has not been around for all of I mean, any of it. So I think we have quietly somehow pushed an OG out. You know, Vicky and Tamara got that whole big like, goodbye, see ya, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're gone. You know, that's the OG at the OC and, you know, oh my God, Tamara's been around since season two. You know, it's... It was kind of a huge moment, but Nene, I feel like, has been kind of quietly pushed out. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, I need an explanation. I need someone to either come out and say, oh, Nene's fired, by the way, or, oh, we're just still working on contract negotiations. But I feel like that can't be the case because they've been doing a lot of filming. I don't know. We'll we'll see. All right, all right, everybody. Move aside, move aside, move aside. It's time to talk about Potomac. You know that I get a little pep in my step when we talk about Potomac. I just, even when there's not like a huge amount of drama, Potomac is one of those shows that like it's funny enough to where you don't even notice that like people weren't throwing chairs in the background. It's just Potomac is always hilarious somehow. And it really doesn't even matter what characters the story's relying on in the episode. It's always funny, whether it's, you know, Karen and that house or. Uh, Giselle uh, throwing that fun shade to everybody that can catch it. Uh, Robin and them kids. I, th- I think Robin's kids are the most hilarious kids on Bravo. They crack me up. When Wendy and I will see, I will, we'll get to that later, but that crack me up. I just love me some Potomac. And if you can't tell, you haven't been listening. The first hilarious moment that we get is everybody kind of getting these, uh, well, we see Karen filming the actual message or invite that's going out to everyone. And it's so funny seeing everybody's reaction, especially like Wendy and her husband. Everybody's looking at this like, 
Well, first of all, who is that white man in your house? Everybody's looking like, wait a minute, what is happening? And if this is a party for the uh, the Hugers, where's the other Huger? This looks like a party for Karen. What is going on? I, I, Karen, you, you know, you real secretive sometimes about what's going on over there in that house or those houses, uh, Great Falls, Potomac, whatever, whatever house it, it's in. You always kind of, you know, uh, a little bit secretive about what's going on. But w- one thing we can't say, Karen, you are hilarious. We'll always give you that. The next thing that we see is something that really kind of warmed my heart because I feel like there could possibly be a new little alliance in Potomac. So if you listen to me or you follow the Instagram account, you know that I love me some green eye bandits. Now, don't get it confused because I love, you know, I feel like Potomac overall is the perfect cast. I don't feel like any of the seven need to leave. I feel like this year, give everyone their contract again. Maybe bring on a friend if you want to. I don't think that's necessary. Give these seven their contracts again. Let us see how it goes because this incarnation here is the bomb. I love all of them. You know I love my green-eyed bandits. But that scene between Robin and Wendy was everything. It looked so natural. They really connected. And we know that Giselle likes Wendy too. And Wendy likes Giselle like in real life. I think the three of them could be a little, uh, uh, you know, they could be a little dangerous duo. And I love it. The Doctor and the Bandits or the Green Eyed Banditos. That, I don't know. We, we'll think of the name later. Y'all hit me up on Instagram and tell me what the name needs to be. But I love that, that little family scene. I love, you know, I normally don't like the little cutesy-wootsy stuff. I normally go more so for the messiness. But something about Potomac, it really warms my heart to see, like, the families interacting and everything that's going on. Especially, I think I just love Robin's family so much, Juan and the boys. I just love all that so much that every time they're in a scene, I just love seeing it. When Carter wouldn't go away, he sat dead between Wendy and Robin as Robin was explaining the mess that was going on. He was like, look, I'm not trying to play football. I'm trying to see what the hell uh, Giselle got going on this week. What her messy ass then did. Nah, Carter, I know I'm the same way. I tune in just to see what kind of mess Giselle then kept up. And it's always usually some good mess. So, Carter, I'm not mad at you. Speaking of Robin... Her and Giselle, another hilarious part of the episode, I love seeing them throw the fun shade around everybody. So they get the invite from Karen, of course. You know, they looking like, what the hell is going on in the background? But, you know, they take a little opportunity to, you know, keep up a little mess. Robin is uh, getting her eyebrows done, getting them threaded or arched. You know, she's doing something with her, with her eyelashes, eyebrows. She's getting something done. And she tells her that Wendy told her, to be careful, you know, it's a dangerous game of telephone. It really actually, you know, Candace, I'm actually on your side with this one. It's really a dangerous game of telephone because Wendy tells her that, uh, you know, she told me to be careful of Giselle. Uh, she calls her the Giselle monster or whatever. And Robin goes back to Giselle and says, Candace is out here telling Wendy that you're a monster and you act, you know, really monsterish and that, you know, you can't be trusted. You know, it gets really blown out of proportion. And so it was a really bad game of telephone. And of course, she's going to want to address that, which brings us to Karen's party. So Karen's party, first of all, looked beautiful. But at that moment, 
Giselle arrives and Candace arrives at some point. They don't bring it up initially, but as they're all moving towards a different scene, Candace says, whenever you have a moment tonight, let's go aside and talk. And I want to address something. And you know, Giselle like, well shit, let's, let's do it now. I don't, I don't want to talk to these, you know, <laughs> I don't want to talk to these folks. No way. Let's go ahead and do this now. So they go to the side. Candace thinks that they're addressing an entirely different issue. Candace is like, well, look, because, you know, Cand- Candace has been tweeting up a storm. So Candace is kind of looking through a tweet. She's like, well, damn, let me see what I might need to apologize for. Oh, okay, this one right here. So she tells her, okay, I'm really sorry about uh, saying that your $900,000 house was a teardown in the woods and uh, that birds be shitting all over the porch and all, that, <laughs> all of that. And Giselle, like, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, she thinking they about to dress something totally different. She like, uh, well, I want to know why did you tell, uh, people, especially Wendy, that I'm a monster and you know that's not cool and you're doing it to be messy, yada yada yada. And Candace, you had the opportunity to really clear your name and tell her that's not what I said. I didn't say that. I said we call you Giselle Monster. You know, I, that's what I call her. You know, it could have been just a fun off rip comment, but you didn't remember what you said. Now that's how you know. That's how you know somebody spends all their days throwing shade <laughs> because she didn't even remember the shade. She was like, "Now wait a minute, what did I say about her? I don't remember even saying." The fact that Candace wanted to pull Giselle aside it made me think about Nene Leakes this past season. It looks like Candace is on an apology tour. She kind of showing up because you know earlier in the episode she uh, met up with Ashley. That's when she, ooh, she kind of threw out another little comment about Dean. I don't know how this reunion is going to go, but I feel like they need to have a boxing ring at the reunion and just let some of them square up. Because while, you know, Candace will probably, to the, the, the day she dies, say, she'll probably say that she did not do anything or say anything negative about Dean. But there have been a couple of comments these past few weeks, and I'm glad people online are seeing it as well, so I know I'm not crazy. There have been a couple of comments where it, I don't, I'm not going to say she's calling them ugly, but it's a little questionable what she's saying about his looks. I don't know. You know, it go. I, I've said it before, it goes back to the whole Portia versus Eva thing where everyone kind of felt like Eva was talking about her baby, but Eva's like, I didn't say anything about her child, but you know, it feel, you know, people can't help the way something makes them feel. And that's how I feel about these comments. Cause I feel like you were saying something negative about her child. It's going to end up resulting in y'all fighting, <laughs> you know, and I can't do nothing about that, but you know, Candace has been on this apology tour. She's gone to Ashley, you know, her and Monique is kind of squashed it out earlier. Of course that don't last too long. She's uh now gone to Giselle. So I'm guessing this is her own little version of an apology tour. She's been on it since the season started too, but you know, I'm not going to bring that up on the podcast. Y'all know what's going on in real life. I want to address it, them tweets and all that kind of stuff. So we, we I'll let y'all have that. The next thing hilarious is that Karen randomly just disappears. So, oh, I got to go mingle with the people. She comes back in a, what Robin called a Pepto-Bismol Pink Panther, uh, <laughs> Pinkadelic outfit. 
that's just like Beyonce's formation outfit with the big hat. She's doing the moves and everything. And then what cracked me up was that she said, Keyonce is in town. Ooh, now you know if Kenya Moore find out about that, she go be hot. Karen, I don't know if they told you or I don't know if you watch Atlanta, but they already got a Keyonce. Now, we haven't called her Keyonce in a couple of years, but we have a Keyonce. Now, I don't know if that lady go ahead and let you have a title, but, you know, we, at least, okay, y'all were different Keyonces, you know. She was Keyonce from the I Am Sasha Fierce era. You know, she gave you the single ladies Keyonce. Karen gave you that lemonade. You know, she was giving you that, uh-oh, uh-oh. I just thought about it. Karen gave you that lemonade, Keyonce. Maybe she's trying to tell us something. Maybe that's a little foreshadowing about her relationship with Ray. Now, see, I didn't even think about that. I'm going to have to go into a deep dive about that on Instagram. Y'all y'all follow the Instagram account at Marvel's House, at, child, at Housewives Marvel Podcast. See, Karen got me all flustered right now because now I'm thinking she's about to get a divorce. Y'all follow that. I'm going to have to do a deep dive about that because I feel like it's some some hidden meaning behind her dressing as Beyonce from the Lemonade era. You know what that Lemonade album did for women. You know, that was the, 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 the who the fuck do you think I am, Beyonce. You know, you ain't married to no average bitch boy, Beyonce. Karen, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to get on Instagram Live or something and talk about this because... I I don't know now. You got me feeling a little bit of a ways now. I'm, I'm I'm feeling a little ways now. And then of course the last thing that cracked me up, Robin of course always late, but she was late for a good reason this time. Robin pulled up in that limo. They put her out. Robin had three pizzas in her hand, and you know if you've been watching Potomac all these years, then you know that when they didn't think Karen lived in that. Uh, that house in Great Falls, they took all of those pizzas out there to her. She showed her with the pizzas, and luckily Karen was a great sport about it. They all ate them pizzas. They had them a good time. Once again, Potomac for me won the week. I I just love me some Potomac. We got three housewives currently airing. The finale, we're coming up on finale week for two of them. New York and Beverly Hills are getting ready to finale. So we'll be getting into some reunion territory soon, which is great. I'm hoping... They don't do like Atlanta where we have to wait two weeks after the finale to get the reunion. I'm hoping they recorded it in enough time to where we get it immediately. If that's the case, I'll pop back up and talk about those, of course. So let's get ready for finale week. Y'all watch the episodes. Y'all follow me on all the accounts. Hit me up with all of your questions, comments, feedback, anything. I want to feature you guys. This is our podcast. I want to feature you guys on upcoming episodes. Let's talk about it. I love interacting with you guys on Instagram. It's always the highlight of my day, especially, you know, I work a nine to five. So how uh, interacting with you guys is the highlight of my day. Find me on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast, or you can email me Housewives Marvel Podcast at gmail.com. And you know, I want to hear from you guys. See ya! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.